The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending out there, the woman. Well, today's show is an extra special one. It's show number 200. That's right, 200. The very first purse strings was way back in October 2007, and since then, I've had the pleasure of speaking with many experts in the area of marketing to women. Everyone from authors, researchers, marketers, corporate executives, brand managers, journalists, bloggers, publishers, product developers, and so many more. Each and every one of you has shared ways listeners can communicate more effectively with the female consumer. The advice has changed over the past five years as new innovations have hit the marketplace, of course. Everything from the rise of the smartphone and social engagement tools such as Facebook, Twitter, Foursquare, and Google+, that's just a few, of course, and the rise of technology led, of course, to the demise of other traditional forms of communications that were once the way to communicate with women, specifically popular magazine titles shut down or went online. And then there was the collapse of our financial institutions and the economic demise that has had pretty much a permanent impact on how women research, they shop, and recommend products. Well, we've reviewed all of these kinds of things on purse strings, and today you'll hear from some of our previous guests. The sampling's not meant to be an exhaustive list. How could it? We've had 200 of you, of you out there. But rather a representation of a myriad of minds out there taking on the pretty darn complex topic of marketing to women. You may have caught them the first time around, but if not, you can still hear their podcast right here on webmasterradio.fm. Well, first up, Perhaps the most powerful blogger in the United States and certainly the most successful one, Heather Armstrong of Deuce, shared advice on how companies can leverage the power of the blogger. Well, one, I would say not to be scared of, and I think companies are catching on to this, is to not be scared of the rawness of it. You know, for a while, I think a lot of brands were scared to be associated with, it's kind of like the Wild West where you never know what what someone's going to say in terms of a blog, and because it is completely unfiltered and unedited. And companies now, I think, are, 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 are warming up to the fact that that's why bloggers are so influential and are catching on to the fact that it's okay to be associated with a certain type of writing and a certain type of voice. Businesses should treat bloggers as individuals, I think a big mistake that, that happens is, you know, 99% of my email now 
uh, pitches from PR people. And the biggest mistake that I see is Dear Blogger. You can tell that the font of my name is different than the rest of the email. And it's like, so this has been sent out to hundreds, if not thousands of people. And those are the ones that get deleted without being read. I've always been a huge self-magazine fan. Maybe you have too. So when its editor-in-chief agreed to be on the show, I couldn't wait to talk to her about her new book on getting it all together. Let's listen in to Lucy Danziger's Pearls of Wisdom. So in med school, the idea is a pearl is just this nugget of information that's a takeaway. That's very true, and you can use it over and over again. So we said, okay, it's a little cliche, the pearl of wisdom, but that's really what allows you to understand your emotional well-being without having to do all that cleanup work again. You know, if conflict's okay, that's your pearl. You just kind of go, okay, that person can be mad at me for 10 minutes because conflict's okay. Like you have your pearl, and that calms you down. Mm -hmm. And for me... I always bite off more than I can chew, and then I feel completely overwhelmed. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'll say to people, oh, I'm so busy. And then I have to think, okay, well, what would I give up? I don't want to give up my family, my job, my writing, my kids. My... I love being busy. So mm-hmm. I have to understand that when I feel overwhelmed, it's because I've put myself in a position of trying to do so much. And even if I get most of it done, I should feel accomplished and not like I failed to get everything done, right? The to-do list right. is never totally done for me. So that Miley Cyrus song, which is so, you know, uplifting for me, is called The Climb. And mm-hmm. she has a line, which I love, which is, there'll always be another mountain to move. And that really speaks to me, because I don't just try to climb mountains, I try to move them. And mm-hmm. you know what? I may not budge every mountain, but I'm, I love trying. So if you can own up to your state of being and say, well, I choose this climb. I choose this crazy state of overwhelmedness. The whole health and wellness focus with women isn't going away. As women grow older, we know they're more focused than ever in staying fit, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. It's also becoming hard to do as women have more stress than ever to overcome. Working women comprise a large number of working Americans, and we're just slightly behind working men in numbers. Well, Working Mother Media knows all about that. Company President Carol Evans has been on Purse Strings several times, and in her most recent appearance, she talked about how the workplace is changing to women's very specific needs now that more women are becoming the primary or even the sole breadwinners of the household. It is changing, and it has changed a lot over the last 30 years of the magazine. And especially uh, part of the change has come from the work that we've done at, at the 100 Best Companies. You know, we've, we created the 100 Best Companies for Working Mothers back in 1986 to foster change and to give uh, companies an idea of what they could do to support working mothers. But, you know, the change has been kind of slow in some ways and in other ways very impressive. Um, and I think that's uh, indicative by, the kinds of programs that you see at companies. And the best companies in this country for working mothers really are light years ahead of the rest of the companies in the country. And that's a very important point because, um, you know, it's not like all companies have really uh, come together at the same speed. But you see some companies um, lagging behind, and those are the ones that we keep role modeling with the, with the best companies for. But, for example, you know, we have 100% of our 
uh, best companies offer many, many support systems like child care, flex time, and yet only you know half of all companies in the country offer those types of benefits. So it's a big deal for um, for women to be able to identify what the best companies are doing, and uh, and so it's a kind of a, a dual answer. Yes, the best companies have really come a, a long, long way, and they have put in very sophisticated programs to support women. Um, but the rest of the country really lags behind. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, there will be more guests highlighted on this 200th special edition of Purse Strings, including the guy behind Zemont. What? Zemont, you say? We'll explain what that is when Purse Strings returns in just a moment, along with our scary mommy. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level the language of course we're talking about managing facebook ads on aquizio oh buy track manage optimize and report on media across all major ad networks visit aquizio.com to get a demo today aquizio search social display one platform The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 16th Annual International Web Award Competition. Independent judges from around the world recognize the best websites from nearly 100 industries. Web Awards winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. You can't win if you don't enter. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. On the road. On the boat. Working out. Or up in the air. 
Now you can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for WebmasterRadio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading TuneIn right now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are everywhere. Your virtual Webmaster Frat House. WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings, and if you've not been listening earlier, then you don't know that this is an extra special show, show number 200. Yep, 200 shows, and we're marketing it today with a very special look back at some guests that we've had over the years. We've been very blessed to have some of the greatest minds in marketing to women join me right here on Purse Strings, including... um, People behind Zmont. Well, advertising and marketing informs consumers, and if done right, prompts purchase. What happens before that? What happens at Zmont? Well, the mind behind Zmont, zero moment of truth, is Jim Lasinski. He's Google's VP of U.S. Sales and Service and author of the ebook called Winning the Zero Moment of Truth. He shares what it's all about. So, you know, the, the, the basic idea is that um, shoppers, uh, and when I say shoppers, I mean that in the broadest sense, whether it's B2B or B2C, um, they have sort of two trends uh, at their back. One is um, economic pressures. Everybody has to be smarter with the budgets they have. Again, if you're a business buyer with your OPEX or CAPEX budget, if you're a household buyer, uh, you know, your household pocketbooks are pinched. So you have to be smarter. And that sometimes means getting a better deal, but it also sometimes could mean just buying the right thing for the budget that you have set. So there's trend one. Trend two, of course, is the exponential increase in technology that's at everyone's disposal. You know, Maria, the, the Nexus cell phone, the Android cell phone that I've got here in my pocket as we speak, has about the same level of computing power as my laptop did three years ago. Mm-hmm. So now the question becomes, given the fact that I have to make better, smarter choices, and I'm empowered with this technology, how do those two change the way that I shop? Well, guess what? When I see your ad stimulus, because I have to make better choices and I have this technology, instead of just going to the shelf, I now dive into my technology and start researching, reading ratings and reviews, asking my social networks for opinions. All these kinds of things help form my purchase decision. When women even begin thinking about having a baby, they're online researching and talking to other women in a similar life stage. Baby Center has become a hub for that community of moms, and its chairman and global president, Tina Sharkey, is a maternal expert. She knows not all moms are created equal, especially mommy bloggers. 
Mom bloggers are really important. And, you know, you may read their blogs and talk about the joys and the exchanges, and marketers are absolutely going after them. In fact, you know, UPS trucks are probably stopping in their driveways, bringing them tons of products because everyone's focused on that mom blogger, and she's great. But she's really like a small publisher, so you should treat her like a publisher. Women are different, of course, not only from each other, but also from men. You don't need an expert to tell you that. But you might find what Jeffrey Tobias Halter has to say pretty darn interesting when it comes to gender and the selling process. He was on the show talking about his new book, Selling to Men, Selling to Women. You know, really for men dealing with women, when you open the sales process, you really have to be prepared to spend more time here. Every sales trainer talks about, you know, this is really time for chit-chat and just an opening. Well, you know, you need to determine, particularly if you're a man, that, you know, this woman is relational, and that takes time. And you better be prepared to invest and listen carefully for what she is asking you because we know, and I hate to generalize, but men are not great listeners. (laughs) The same is true, though, for women dealing with men. Women tend to communicate too much. In fact, they communicate two-thirds too much information. Men want it short, men want it sweet, and they want to get on with it. So be prepared to adapt. Once you get into it, when you want to identify the customer's needs, I really encourage men to say, tell me more about your ideal solution. Relational people, not just women, relational people are open to multiple solutions. Whereas uh, when women are dealing with men, be very direct. What does your ideal solution look like? So two totally different possibilities, and you can imagine from a timing standpoint, you know, listening to your ideal solution is going to take much longer than listening to tell me what your ideal solution looks like. What I have found is, you know, men are very, very easy to sell to. They're going to tell you what they want. Um, you know, women are very much whole brain, and they may have an idea, um, but it's this whole, you know, connectivity, and um, they really want to feel good about their uh, about their purchase. Um, and then finally, you know, once you've kind of, you know, are beginning to think about closing the sale, you've got to realize when uh, men are dealing with women that price is just one factor, that products and benefits and functionality and customer service are critical elements. For women dealing with men, something just merely fulfills a need. Once you've worked through this as a man, believe it or not, no means no to women when they say that. When um, a male buyer tells a female No, believe it or not, that means bring me back a better solution. Because as we've gone down the male selling track, we've only been selling against one ideal solution. So it's this whole notion of what happens as a salesperson if you get a no. Well, if you're a man selling to a woman, you're done, pack it up. If you're a woman selling to a man, you're just getting started. You need to retrench and go back in there. Selling doesn't just take place online or in store. Companies are selling themselves through their own marketing efforts, including traditional advertising. NBC Universal has devoted itself to trying to understand its female audience and better serve her as a result. Melissa Levine Deville, the NBC Universal's VP of Strategic Insight, shares how advertising should have an authentic representation of moms. You know, moms want authentic messaging, and they're not going to resonate if you know with marketers who just put a bunch of June Cleavers in their ads. <laughs> That's not what they want to see because that doesn't mirror their everyday lives. Um, even though 66% of the moms that we spoke with consider themselves to be traditional, they aren't traditional. They aren't stay-at-home. They aren't all Caucasian, married to their spouse with biological children, so on and so forth. This is not who they actually are. 
So I think we need to have authentic representations of moms. However, the messaging, the aspirational aspect of marketing should touch on these sort of traditional points. So it's that careful mix and that careful blend between making sure that you are authentic and portray moms in sort of the unconventional ways because that is becoming the, the norm, but at the same time, talking about the aspirations um, of traditionalism to bring these moms together. One of the most influential people in the social space has authored several books on the topic. Charlene Lee, author of Groundswell and founder of the Altimeter Group, was on Purse Strings, sharing insight from her latest literary effort, Open Leadership. What social technologies do, it shines a bright, shiny light on that reality that you actually are not in control of very much in your business. Everything from the competition to your customers, partners, and especially your employees, really in the end can't be controlled. And in many ways, the social dynamics are possibly the best way for you to be able to become more knowledgeable about what's happening in those places where there is risk. So rather than see it as risky to let go of control, again, think about the fact that and acknowledge the fact that you aren't in control of these things in the first place, and then thinking about all the places of influence where you can now establish because of these social technologies so that you can be more on top of things, see when things are changing, understand where there are stress points developing, and also, I think most importantly, developing that trust with your employees to go out there and interact on your behalf. Sometimes social engagement can be scary, and it doesn't have to be. For Jill Smokler, she's found scary to be pretty good. Jill's the blogger behind ScaryMommy.com and the author of a new book, Confessions of a Scary Mommy. I don't know about you, but lots of us out there think we're probably pretty scary too. Like many things that are successful, Jill's passion for sharing her world has evolved into a successful business and sparked a community of other not-so-scary mommies through the evolution of the Scary Mommy Society and the Scary Mommy Confessionals. The society came much earlier, and it, it really came about when I'd started building a strong readership and really felt like I had, you know, just, just people who were checking in every day and commenting, and I was getting to know them, and they were really getting to know me, and I felt like I, I really didn't get any help along the way from veteran bloggers, from anyone who'd been there before. You know, there was nobody really sort of offering to help the newcomers try and build an audience and, you know, get their work seen by more people. And I thought, you know, I have this opportunity now where I have people reading and it would be nice to to help some people who've come along after. So that's how the society came about. Um, and the confessional came about after. Um, I just, I'd written a couple of posts just on mothering moments that I wasn't particularly proud of. And the comments were so funny from anonymous people when it didn't link back to a blog they were so much funnier than when it linked back to a blog and actually had a name. And I thought, that's interesting, that the people who feel like, you know, there's no way I know who, exactly who they are are just comfortable telling these stories, you know, and just funny things and, and serious things and just mishaps and mistakes and things that they've done that, that they wouldn't talk about on their own sites. And I wondered, you know, what my, my readers would say if they all could be anonymous. Um, and that's, that's how that came about. And it was, I thought it would be... Um, just very light and funny and, you know, about people feeding their kids mac and cheese, you know, five nights for dinner or skipping pages in a bedtime story. Um, and it's evolved into much more. There's definitely a funny element. There's also, you know, people who confess being unhappy in their marriages, people who confess, you know, wishing that they'd never had kids, just all sorts of things that for whatever reason they're not, not comfortable talking about. Now it was tough choosing which guests to highlight. 
Each of the 200 guests I've had on Purse Strings over the years has brought something valuable to the show. I'm deeply grateful, and I'm sure, as listeners, you are too for their insight. But our work here on Purse Strings isn't done. As female consumerism and our purchasing power continue to grow, so does the need for companies to better connect with us. And Purse Strings is here to help. So thank you to George, my loyal producer, for four and a half fantastic years and 200 shows. I'm so appreciative of your tireless commitment, flexible schedule, and of course, sense of humor. You have to have one to work with me. And thank you, all of you who listen to the show and hopefully take something valuable from it. Well, Purse Strings will be back next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. <laughs>